Give me some ASMR. We're starting this episode with ASMR. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> that was Welcome kind of amazing. To the pod. For all you ASMR freaks and entertainment lovers, we are back with another episode. Brandon, how you doing? I am great. Another beautiful day in New York City, and I feel amazing. How are you doing, Whitney? It is gloomy in LA today, which is not a vibe. Um, and mm. I'm also on the last day of a five day fast, but you know what? We're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to finish strong. Uh, I feel great. It finish, finish strong. You'll feel amazing once the fast is said and done. So keep yes, it going. Shout out to Prolon for the fast. Please sponsor us. Uh, and yeah. So let's kick this, let's kick this baby off. Let's kick it um, off. <laughs> Brandon. What are you watching this week? Oh, this week. I am absolutely obsessed with Tokyo Vice. It is so good. And honestly, I didn't realize that Ansel, what's his last name? Gordon? Gordon? Ansel, help me out. Eckhart? Is that his last name? Eckhart? Ansel Eckhart? Oh, yeah. Uh, He's great. He's impressing me. He's actually speaking Japanese, and he's just not some white man it's in Elgort. there. You know, <laughs> that sounds even worse. What did you say? What did you say? Hamilton. I said Gordon. I said Ansel Gordon. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was kind of close, which are you know a little marriage, but it's a good show. Um, it's it takes place in Tokyo. Um, it's in the '90s, so all of the things. It's got a little bit of a nostalgic feeling to it. They are mm-hmm. singing Backstreet Boys, and it's really fun. Um, it gives you a little cop drama, and uh, in a foreign place, which you know we have not really seen something like that before. Um, and it's by the same guy as Miami Vice, so hence the Vice, Tokyo Vice. It's good. Check it out. LOL. What are you watching? Um, okay, so this week I I devoured Super Pumped, the battle for Uber. Mm. In one weekend. I literally started on Friday night and I finished it on Sunday night. I loved it. It was fascinating what these tech founders can get away with. I mean, it is fascinating what they get away with. They literally yes. operate like in their own world of like rules and laws and like Tim Cook is like the the mayor. Oh my God. Um, but it's, it's really insane. Um, and Justin Gordon Levitt acts his ass off. Um, I really hope he gets some recognition for what he did. He does in this series because it's phenomenal. Um, and I wonder, should I still have Uber? Oh uh, Yeah. I saw a couple of episodes and wow, I don't know how you binged that. How did you feel after all of that? That I need to be a, a really nice person at work. <laughs> it set you straight, didn't it? It honestly set yeah. you straight. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
I mean, I'm already a nice person at work, but I I need to be the nicest possible person at work. Of course, I never want to be anything even remotely close to that monster. So no, and I don't think anyone will. But I mean, actually, there are some people like that. But you won't. Don't worry about that. Yay! So let's get into it. Today we're going to talk about Atlanta. And uh, for those of you who have not seen Atlanta, we um, I'm just going to give you a little brief overview of what it is. Um, Atlanta is one of the top cities for young rappers looking to make a name for themselves in the business. Among those up-and-comers is Alfred Miles, uh, a.k.a. Paperboy, played by Brian Tyree Henry, a hot new artist who is trying to understand the line between real life and street life. Um, he is managed. <laughs> he is managed by his cousin Ern, portrayed by the talented Donald Glover, who does whatever he can to get his cousin's career to the next level. Darius, the rapper's right hand man and visionary, is played by Lakeith Stanfield, and Ern. While he's not busy managing his cousin's career, he spends most of his time with his best friend, who is also his baby mama, Vanessa, portrayed by Zazie Beats. And the show is in its third season, just premiered in March. Let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to listen to that synopsis. And like, even when I sat down to watch Atlanta in 2016... It's like the premise of this and all of the um, all of the promos and the trailers and everything like being about like, oh, this is a this is a rapper story in Atlanta. And I was like, yawn, like, I don't I don't need that. Like, that's so basic. What? I was incredibly wrong. (laughs) And even when I like first sat down to watch the series in 2016, which I definitely tuned in the night it premiered, um, I was like this is just going to be a series about a rapper in Atlanta. Like we have heard this story before Mm -hmm. huge yawn, but I love um, Donald Glover. So I'll, I'll do it. I was incredibly wrong. I think everybody was wrong. Um, This series is a Trojan horse. (laughs) We were all wrong. It is a serious Trojan horse. I didn't watch it in 2016 because of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Totally. I mean, I just, it's just, it's very much a Trojan horse to describe things about like race and class and colorism and celebrity and stereotypes and so much more. And, and I think it just, the series just takes on so much. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think the series is so smart the way they tell the story. Um, mm-hmm. I was blindsided by just kind of, I just it was the underdog to me, and I was just like I I'll watch it whenever, and literally never never gave it, gave it a chance until recently, and it is blowing it's blowing my mind. But like honestly, I think it's giving me a better perspective because I think about shows very differently now than mm. I did six years ago, and so when I'm listening to the jokes, when I'm watching some of the satires with, that they put on screen, I get it. And I'm like, damn, this is just so good. And yeah, it's a really, really amazing show. Donald Glover, man, you've done it again. You've done it again. I mean, what did he do before? Um, He wrote 
He was on a writing foot because you know my show is Thirty Rock. He wrote like a lot of Thirty Rock. Uh, okay, wait, I did episodes. not know that. Yes, I knew about and community. Com- community, and then also look at his music career. He's done I it mean, again. That's a whole other aside. That's a whole. Yeah, I know. Honestly, that's a that whole other episode. Whole, uh, that is a whole other episode, a, actually. That's a whole I mean, other episode. That's one of the the best albums I own on vinyl. Like, he's just a legend. Um, but yes, he's a legend. I. I see that, like, like the community aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. It also, like, looking back at all of these, the writing that he's done in the past, like, like how basic. Like, he's writing such advanced, <laughs> like, yeah. humor. And, like, meaning, like, you actually have to sit down and be like, dang. dang <laughs> Afterwards. That was, that was just so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will also say that, like, the him and the writing group for um yes I'm talking about Thirty Rock again. Those jokes were so written so smart and topical, but so well done. And here he's turned it up a thousand notches. Yeah, and he is just oh man, man. I respect oh man. his artistry so much. Yes, I mean, but also he's made some choices. He's a choice choice. Like, did you see recently? He don't um, make choices. Like, no, he made some big air quotes choices. Of what um, we talk about. He, uh, did you see his recent interview mag interview? No. Out not too long ago. Um, meaning probably I want to say it came out in like March or early April 2022. Um, basically, it was him, like, he notably does not give a lot of interviews um, to the press, and, like, he doesn't engage with a lot, and he did an interview in Interview Mag, where he interviewed himself. And he literally, but he did it, like, he would be like, what are you saying? Are you trying to bait me? And then, like, the, like Childish Gambit, like, that's what he says to the interviewer. And then, like, he's like, what, do, like, do you think, like, do you hate black women? Are you just trying, like, it was nuts. What? Wait, yeah. so was he, Donald Glover was interviewing Childish Gambino? No, no. Was that the setup? Okay, that would have been kind of uh, funny. There was though. no persona assigned to the interviewer. The interviewer, it was, like, interviewer Donald Glover. <laughs> and, like, he wrote both sides of it. And, like, it was just so weird. It was just so weird. And, like, it, like, people were, like, it was trending on Twitter. And people were talking about it because it was just so, it was just nuts. He's, it it was crazy. Uh, But I, I understand probably why he doesn't like to engage in interviews. But, like. Yeah. I mean, all of those people interviewing uh, it's it's such a harrowing experience for a lot of the guests who are being interviewed. And, you know, we've seen a lot of trauma come out many years later. And like, why did the interviewer ask that question? So maybe he's yeah. like, hey, I've done my time. I don't need to prove nothing to y'all. But you I know? just want to so say- I kind of love that like, for him. Okay, but like, why couldn't he just like answer some questions? Like, why did he have to like <laughs> engage in a conversation with himself? Like, it was just weird. Mm. It was just weird. But- Overall, he's an artist. We love him. We love everything that he does. Yes. Um, okay, so let's talk about Lakeith. Let's talk about Brian. Uh, Tyree. 
Rat Diary Henry. Let's paper talk boy, about paper boy. Gotta paper get boy. that paper boy. Wait. Hey. So is the music <laughs> in the series supposed to be bad? Because it's really bad. Is it um, just me? I think it's supposed to be bad. I think so too. Because that quick I think about this, I think he's portraying like a one of those and no shade to Soldier Boy, but that sort of like raw, let me make a hit song and get paid and bling out and like spend all of the money. That's what he's trying to do. And then almost if we had never heard about him again, then he's all right, you know? Yeah. He's that kind of rapper. So maybe that's what he's trying to do. You know, yeah. everybody can't be a Jay-Z. You know? No. So, yeah, no, no, I, we're I not really all making they would the... stop trying. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, you know. But but I do find that really are. funny. Like how, like every time he like, I'm like, please don't rap, please don't rap. And every time he raps, <laughs> like every season, every episode, I'm like, damn it. And it's Damn just like it. the worst scene. Um, uh, but anyway, and like everyone's obsessed with so, him. It's so funny. It's so fun. I so I'm watching season two, and he went to that what was like a fake WeWork or some kind of like company oh, yeah. that was going to help him launch his career and just give him like <laughs> I don't know, just give him like this this new platform for people to hear him. And he went in there and performed and nobody understood him. And all those white people were just sitting there looking at him like, what are you talking about? And he just honestly gave up 20 minutes, 20 seconds into the song and just walked out. And I found myself cracking up because he was so mad. And he's like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? And then he met that other little rapper who was this phenomenon because he's just like, he's doing all of the things to milk it. And I'm like, sometimes you got to milk it, paper boy. But he doesn't sometimes understand you gotta that. Milk it. But it's so- I mean, are we talking about favorite episodes? Because my favorite episode will have to be the transracial episode. Oh, <laughs> wait, is that one. the one when they, go, when they go to her mom's house? No. What this is you This is the episode about the man who has decided that he was white. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, okay, before you get into that, let's talk about how smooth that setup was. They were paperboard was given an interview and that was pretty much a segment in the like the whole yeah. newscasting. And that yeah. was so fucking good. I was Bridget. just like bravo cuz I when I turned I looked up and I was like I cannot believe that was so funny. That was amazing. That was great writing right there. Brandon. That was. was, (laughs) I still can see that episode like playing out in my mind because it was so funny. I've never seen. so funny. Oh, and the Michael Jackson episode in season two. Yes. You may have. Wow. Okay. We need to, we need to give a disclaimer. Brandon. Okay. Just a small disclaimer. I didn't, I'm not on season three yet. And now this is what I'm going to say. It's a show that I like to sit down because I think if you're not paying attention, if you're doing different tasks during the show, you're going to miss a lot or you may not understand a lot. And I'm often busy. So I like to sit down and enjoy the show. So I can't binge it. It's not a binger for me. 
And I am late to the boat. So, you know, it sailed off and I had to get my little paddle boat and catch up to it. And I'm almost there, you know, so that's my disclaimer. Yes. Because I do do agree with you that it is the type of series that should be listened to or or watched when... Paid attention to. Paid attention to. Right. Yeah. it's not the type of series that you can like call it in for and like do laundry and do all these things because also you just don't want to, you're missing a lot of stuff and yeah, it's just the best. But I would say what you have to look forward to um, this long awaited season. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do too much, but I am going to do a little something. Okay. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because there's, it, it features one of my favorite episodes of all time but I just love the departures um, we used to get these departures and like other Atlanta episodes just as like short storylines or like Lakeith Stanfield's episode where he goes and visits Michael Jackson but now we have full on like short stories that are um, contained in one episode in season three and they have been captivating like each one is like they're like also completely like well first of all each one is just like its own story and then they're also just like completely uh different genres like the first one was like Mm. a horror the second one is kind of like a thriller it's it's insane i'm obsessed it's so they're just giving you they're giving us so much to work for so much uh, work with yeah it's amazing yeah it's really really good so there's an episode in particular in season three that i'm obsessed with um it's an episode about reparations um i won't Mm -hmm. give too much away since you haven't seen it and like honestly it's just a how like at first i was like ugh, like why is this told from the perspective of a white person that doesn't make any sense, but in the yeah. end, it was like so good because it was basically became like a how to um, for white people to deal with and think about and react to reparations. And it's just, mm. it's funny. It, I like laughed. I was cr- laughing so hard in one scene, I was crying. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I'm obsessed. I don't understand how writing like this exists on television and isn't like sweeping every single award every single year seriously i was gonna ask you have we seen a show set up this way before no and i don't know that's why i think it's so refreshing and it's it's a work of art this is the type of show that i think is quality that I know it can't go on forever, but like if they stop, I know they're going to give it a good ending and we're going to feel so satisfied or not. Yeah. And they're going to be like, that's the way it is. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. I was concerned. uh, I'm not going to lie. After season two, that it wasn't going to come back. I was really concerned. Um, Yeah. There was a long hiatus. Yeah. It was like three years, but it also just feels like every, with every season, he takes more risks. With every season, he breaks the format more. Like the first season was so straightforward. Like when you think back on it, like it, it had some funny bits, yeah. but it was 
really like funny bits, meaning like things that are a little off, but it was really straightforward. Second season was like, you started seeing like, oh, they're doing some different things. Third season is like, we're throwing the entire like guidebook, like the whole format, everything away. But it works. It works. It doesn't feel messy. Yeah, it doesn't um, feel messy. I I want to quickly just talk about one thing that I thought was so genius, and they sort of sprinkle those in every episode. Um, it's the I think it's the it might be the same episode that we talked about with um, the white the black guy who decided he wanted to be white in that like segmentation. They had a commercial that was about Arizona iced tea. And I don't know. I found myself. I remember this. I I rewound it because I was like, "Yo, that is so funny." <laughs> the guy goes to the 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 convenience store and gets the Arizona iced tea, and then the counter, the man at the counter goes, "It's like one fifty. He was like, "What? It's ninety nine cent. It says it on the, the can." And they just looked at each other, and he was like, "What?" And then it literally just ends that way. And I was like, "Yo, that is so funny." Because I've been in uh, 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 bodegas and convenience stores, and they they try to upcharge. They go, "No, this is ninety nine cent. <laughs> this is all you get." It that is a tactic that Arizona Iced Tea has. They have soared with that, and you can't tell me it's more like more money than that. Okay, oh, side note: let's, I, let's pull over for a second. They actually came out recently. I didn't read the whole article, but I saw the tweet come like go by, and basically Arizona Iced Tea is like they're losing money, but they refuse to change. The <laughs> <laughs> there were there would be an uproar. Okay, yeah. you cannot change something. For Brandon, they you go like, things in life are so unpredictable. Like we just want to we just want one thing to be predictable for the rest of your. I was like, thank yes, you for the, yes, thank, thank you. you. Like, don't go over there and change the price. I swear it had to be cheaper at one point, but it was I guess it was always 99 cents. Leave always. it that way. But, like, Ugh. when was the last time you had an Arizona iced tea? I'm sorry. I'm going to pull I'm gonna I, pull back on the road, but, like, when was the last time you had an Arizona iced tea? It, it has to be years. It has I to have, be years. I cannot even tell you what it tastes like. It's, it's, like, fine. Some may be too sweet, but, I mean, I'm not trying to drink one of those right now. Okay, cool. But like, also Arizona, if you hear us, sponsor us. Okay, (laughs) we're here. Hi. We'll have all the girls drinking Arizona iced tea by the end of it. Come on, Arizona. Yes. That is so funny. Oh my goodness. Um. Okay. So I have one last thing um, that I want to talk about. When it comes to Atlanta, before me. we do the rating, and this is the thing that has been bothering me since it launched, uh, I really debated whether or not I wanted to voice this. It's very touchy, but I'm going to do it speak anyway your mind because you know. Um, okay, so this series isn't perfect. Um, I do think the way that this series treats women is mm-hmm. a little difficult. Uh, I do think the character of Van is, um, is a, she's a good character, right? Uh, but she doesn't have a ton of agency outside of her relationship with Ern. 
Um, yes, there's been there's been departures and like things of like understanding like who she is, but like for it just feels like there's an opportunity to like do better with black women. Um, mm. and I do wish and like, you know, disclaimer that Van is a biracial woman. Um, she's like the quote unquote like ideal light skinned uh woman with big curly hair. Um, and I think that like if you're making a series about Atlanta, not that those women don't exist there, they do, but like I would love to have seen uh not like get doing away with the character of Van, but I would have loved to see a black woman participate in this series, like a Kiki Palmer, um, on a regular basis, uh, oh. or something. You know, like it yeah. just it just to me feels like it feels a little bit like colorism. It feels a little bit like um, a boys club. And I respect. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, I just respect him so much and I love him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love him a lot as an artist. And like, he's doing all of this great commentary on things that impact the entire community, but it does feel like black women are kind of shut out of that conversation. And uh, to the point that like, all of the black women who do appear on it, especially dark skinned black women are like caricatures. Um, and I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. That's so. and I'm glad you said that and because some things need to be said. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that being said, wrapping it up, what is your rating? How many fist bumps are you giving it and why? So I'm hitting it with four um, because I would like better representation for black women. So, but outside of that, it is a perfect series to me. And uh, yeah, I wish I could give it five, but it's getting four from me. I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to give it five because... I truly think it is, you called it a Trojan horse. And it's this it's this profound show that we have not seen Black people in this type of show. And we've actually never seen a show, we said this, we've never seen a show like this. And it feels so warm inside to see mm. Black people create something so powerful, funny, and just smart so i'm giving it five yeah and i'm rooting i'm rooting for more of it so yeah i mean once i finish it do you know yes but yeah (laughs) but yes i'll give it five i respect that i respect that Mm -hmm. okay well now that we have uh talked about all things atlanta we've given the ratings um it's time for us to move on we're gonna take a quick break And then we're going to get into some trivia. All right, Brandon, who's ready? Here we are. Look at us. Trivia time. 
Trivia oh, time. I have to reopen my trivia slide because I hid it from you. Because I know you'd be in my document. <laughs> she, if she, the if, levels if of trust this, I don't get from someone who's supposed to be my best friend just doesn't even believe me. But because, it's okay. Because I be knowing, okay? I be knowing. You don't be knowing everything. <laughs> Let's see if you be knowing our trivia questions today. Can I go okay. first? Yes, go. How about that? Okay, okay. So, I want you to tell me something. Do you love music? No. Just kidding, I do. <laughs> this question should be an easy one. What is the highest grossing album of all time? Michael Jackson Thriller. <gasps> there you go. Extra points if you can guess the range of how many albums were sold. No. 67 million copies. Wow. No one has ever touched anything close. And no one ever will because, you know, we're streaming everything. So yeah, true. people aren't buying it's, albums like that. Honestly, those days are over. Um, They're over. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's but, where some money came from. <laughs> but honestly, like, I didn't even have to, like, think about that one that much because, like, I feel like that's always, like, screened from the mountaintops. All the time. Like, people are always like, the highest selling. Anyway. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for mine? I don't I don't know. Yes, I am. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So, which husband and wife actors, they're both actors, appear in Spike Lee's Jungle Fever and <laughs> do the right thing? Okay. So, think of a... A husband and Can I get duo that, uh, okay, uh, let me, hold on. I have to think of this on the spot because I don't have, um, okay, so I didn't bring multiple choice, but I'm going to give it to you. Um, Please, we'll thank start, you. Okay, so Will and Jada, okay, uh-huh. that's the first one, uh, can I have a moment? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. trying to, I'm trying to remember who. Ooh. Well, then now that's going to give it away. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Why oh would it give God. it away? I'm like, I can't name that many black actor couples right now. Mm. Um, uh, that's not like current right now. I know. Um, I'm going to say it definitely can't be them because Will Smith was never in a Spike okay, Lee well, joint. Okay, fine. All right, so then we have uh, Tisha Campbell and Dwayne Martin. Oh, that's good, but I don't think she's in a couple. What what are movies you said again? The two I movies. Will go back. Um, I will go back and tell you in just a moment. Please hold. Okay. Uh. Ozzy Davis and Ruby D, or Angela Bassett and Courtney B. Vance. Okay, so there's four couples I named. <laughs> Will and Jada. Okay. Okay. Tisha, Tisha and Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Angela and Courtney B. Vance, Ozzy Davis, and Ruby D. 
And the, I'm going to say uh, Ozzy Davis I, and Ruby. Because Angela Davis was never, and Angela Bassett was never in uh, Spike Lee joint either. So, yeah. Um, is that your final answer? Yes, it is. Well, Come damn on, it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I clearly have to start coming with multiple choice because. Yes, please. Like, get it together. You can't okay. just be throwing. I would never have guessed those people. I'm sorry. We would have never guessed Ozzy Davis and Ruby D. Have no, you seen Have you seen because, Jungle Fever and Do the Right Thing? Yes, I have. But how there's a million people in both of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> and like, did I know that they were a couple? No. What? That's shocking, Brandon. Oh, come on now. They're like, no. That's insane. There's like so many great and uh i i'm shocked they're like their love story is like a black hollywood legend because they were just so deeply in love and they were married for over 60 years in black hollywood in hollywood that's amazing in hollywood doesn't have to be black it's 60 years in life it's a long marriage that's amazing yeah, I mean, don't quote me on how long, but it was a long ass time. But they, <laughs> but they literally like how old are they? <laughs> they're, they were so old, but like <laughs> he died first, and she was like, she had like this like very beautiful speech. It was just I can't. Mm. Or did he die first? You know what? I'm starting to forget. <laughs> okay, but I did. But I did love their love story, and you should look it up. Um, okay. Thank you for the education. You're very um, welcome. I will Always definitely look it up. Thank you. Here we are. Let's head into our last segment. We love this segment. We are here to honor those who came before us. We would love to take a moment to hand out some flowers. On this We're week's hand edition. Out- yes. And on this yes. edition, who are we handing out flowers to? Who the cast for, of The Wire. Yes. The cast, the crew, the directors, everybody in The Wire. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Except the that... people who were involved in season two, because that was trash and y'all made me really hate that show. Okay, we're not going to talk about season What was two. that about? We're not going to talk about that. I'm mad. Uh, not but anymore. what we are going to talk about is are the incredible black actors on that series. I'm not sure how many people were behind the scenes. I know that The that the Wire was written um, by a white person. However, um, he did a phenomenal job. He was able to humanize two sides of a very complicated issue, which is the war on drugs. Uh, and uh, he created characters that just like spoke to who we are as humans um, on the police side, on the drug dealer side. And um, I think that you can't talk about the wire without talking about David Simon. So, uh, so that aside, I just, I'm perp. I think that we should be talking about the wire and what the black actors did for us because they gave us a masterclass in acting. They gave us a masterclass in humanity and they gave us Omar. 
They gave us Omar and you set that up so perfectly because he, this man did create this show and it was through a perfect lens of the black, this black culture, this black life and, and drugs and gangs. And, you know, we grew up in Chicago, so we do have, we've seen that and we know it's real, you know, but specifically Omar, him being a gay character. Wow. Now talk about something we've never seen before. No, no. The fact that he was a gay character is fine. The fact that he was a gay a, character a, who a, everyone a, was afraid of and like a, a gay gangster and yes. just out here doing all of his thing. Okay, yeah. Maybe if you've never seen a wire, you should watch the first episode and you'll see that Omar is literally uh the most afraid person uh the most feared. You know, afraid feared, yes. Oh my goodness. The most feared person in the entire show. And he's also gay. Like, hello? We've never and, seen that. And it was just, like, unapologetically gay as well. Um, he, and, he really was. Yeah, he really, truly was. And it was just such an iconic character. He was so weird and crazy. And, like, you just don't get to have black characters who get to be weird and crazy like that. Like, you can really mm. just have, like, one dimension. And this had many. And I just would love to take this moment also to give our uh, flowers to Michael Kenneth Williams, who yes. I just, what an incredible loss that is. Oh God, Honestly, it still hurts my heart. A, a true, true talent, a true artist and rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. We lost and him that, too early. And that's, yeah, that's the beauty of, of this segment, right? Like, we're just going to take a moment to think about those who paved a way. There would be no Atlanta if The Wire didn't exist first, right? That's This is true. We would not have Atlanta. We wouldn't have... I, uh, I, I can't think of another drama right now, but yeah. <laughs> this... <laughs> <laughs> Even though Atlanta, yes, there there's a comparison, but you know we do have a uh, the the wire was so serious. And I mean, I really, think it's just like really, it's just yeah. like the ability to be able to have multi dimensional black characters, and like before the wire, we really had one note black characters. We didn't have characters that had uh, that you could love one scene and hate the next scene. Um, mm. like we always had characters that we, like we were either comedians or we were either like gangsters that people hated, but like people are people and like we are multidimensional. And this was one of the first times that you're seeing that. And that paved the way for a show like Atlanta to be able to have characters that are weird. Like also we talked about mm -hmm. how weird Omar is like, Omar walked so that Lakeith Stanfield could run, okay? <laughs> oh, Lakeith is very weird in the show. Yes. <laughs> but it's kind of the best part. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. And that was well said. Well yeah. said. This was a great episode, and that wraps it up. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.